What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Um, haven't done one of these in a while. Uh, been, you know, not much lacrosse going on um, in any aspect of the game with pretty much all, uh, pretty much everything put on hold at the moment due uh, to this coronavirus still circling uh, the globe, uh, so, obviously, everyone's sitting around, um, you know, hoping for some normal see sooner rather than later, uh, but, you know, as of, uh, as of the past week or so, there's been, uh, some, some pretty notable lacrosse news, so I do want to get, um, kind of give my thoughts on it, uh, on, on this, podcast platform here, so, <clears throat> no, f- first off, um, I th- think the biggest news here is Grant Ament will return, or will not return, to Penn State, um, announced that last Sunday, so two Sundays ago now, he announced that he was not going to return to Penn State, um, and that he would into the PLL draft, where I expect him to be the number one overall pick, especially after today's news that Michael Sowers of Princeton has withdrawn from school and is coming back in 2021. <clears throat> Play a report from Dana O'Neill of The Athletic. Um, who interviewed Sowers for an article, um, and in there mentions that he's withdrawn from Princeton and will return in 2021. <clears throat> Obviously big news on both sides of there, and, you know, um, back to a meant, you know, I, I think, and he, if uh, you haven't listened to this, go listen to the Overtime podcast with Paul Carcaterra, uh, believe it's the U.S. Lacrosse Magazine. Uh, he had a grant on there, and um, you know, one of the interesting points I thought on that podcast was him talking about, you know, if you know him being a fifth year senior, and saying that kind of weighed more on him, um, that this was already his fifth year, and he did mention that you know if I was just a regular senior. Uh, he probably would have come back for a fifth year, but since he was already on his fifth year, because uh, well, he had to take that medical red shirt as a junior, <clears throat> so he was already on that fifth year. He wasn't going to come back for a sixth year of college lacrosse. Uh, Michael Sowers, however, withdrawn from Princeton um, and coming back, you know, for a fifth year at Princeton, and. Um, the Ivy League still has not announced if they will um, give players a uh, extra year. The NCAA came out yesterday on Monday, uh, recording here on a Tuesday, and said they were going to give spring sport athletes a blanket waiver. So <clears throat> they did ultimately approve uh, that decision they came to about two weeks ago now. Um, so that has been voted in, and players will get an extra year. <clears throat> but, you know, a lot of schools uh, maybe don't have 
glad uh, glad schools uh, I know some Patriot League schools don't um and the Ivy League does not allow fifth year players or grad students to play in athletics so that is the situation that Sowers is in a uh, similar thing to Rob Pennell where he <clears throat> withdrew from school and came back in 2013 after he had well, he was a foot injury in 2012. I uh, was going to miss the rest of the season. Withdrew and came back in 2013 where he finished out. That's how he got a fifth year. Sowers appears to be doing the same thing. And, you know, if, if <clears throat> everything goes through and all of that, um, should see Sowers uh, win the 12 next year, most likely. Um, if Princeton, obviously I think it depends on how good Princeton is and and how many guys ultimately uh, take the same path because a lot of financial uh, situations involved, a lot of different things involved in all of this. <clears throat> and then also with guys coming back, you know, you still have the recruits coming in. Um, and that was kind of the big thing of yesterday, and I guess I'll get to that now. Um is that, you know, with this new ruling, one thing that they added in was, you know, that teams are going to be able to carry more scholarship guys than they have. So I think that's helpful, but then you have some schools that maybe that might not work for lacrosse because you do have a number of schools that aren't fully funded in college lacrosse. That's an issue. Um <clears throat> and so basically the NCAA has left it uh you know, has left it on a on a on a school by school basis, which I think is smart because it, every school, every program is different. Um there's not one there's not one solid thing that you can put and it works for everything, right? You know, there's there's a number of different variables that uh, different schools, different players might have. So I do think leaving it on a school-by-school basis um, in terms of how they go about things um, with all of this is a pretty smart thing to do as, you know, it, it, it allows for for schools to deal with it themselves instead of just putting a blanket that might not work for every school. Um, obviously, uh, something pretty smart that the NCAA has done. Yes, I just said the NCAA did something smart. Never thought I would say that. Um, <clears throat> so we have the blanket waiver. We know a mint is not coming back. We know Sowers is coming back. So also a number of players that have entered the NCAA transfer portal, many of whom um, were at mid-major schools and are seniors. Um, Patriot League see the Patriot League seems to be most heavily hit by this, but <clears throat> last night we did have a major uh name into the portal. Uh, that is Ohio State freshman goalie Christian Tomei. He was an Under Armour All American out of Oxbridge Academy in West Palm Beach. Uh, helped lead the Thunder Wolves to seventeen and four record. In 2019, was named Mr. Lacrosse 
in the state of Florida. <clears throat> was an all was a first team all state and all region as you know, all four years in high school. Uh, he had two hundred thirty five saves last season in high school. Um, was part of the Team USA twenty three man U nineteen training roster. Um, however, he did not see any action as a freshman. Um, so. Notable name in there, Christian Tomei. And also, a number of impact players at some mid-major schools, um, including Bucknell attackman Will York, um, St. Joseph's goalie Mike Adler, and Hobart attackman Eric Holden. All of them are seniors um, at schools, I believe... I don't know what the exact situation is with St. Joseph's and with Hobart. Um, if they allow or do not allow fifth years, um, or if they don't have grad school. I Colgate, I know, does not have a grad school, um, I believe. <clears throat> so there are a number of Colgate players in there as well. Uh, I will link Ty's article in the uh, show notes so y'all can go check that out. But those are just some of the notable names that he mentioned in that article, which came out, I believe, last Friday. Um, <clears throat> also, a number of Division Three guys have <clears throat> the NCAA uh, opened up the transfer portal to uh, to uh, Division Three players this season or Division Three programs. Last year, it was just Division One. Um, and maybe Division Two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that is open to uh, Division Three players this year as well. Uh, there have been a number of NESCAC guys entering the transfer portal. So overall, a lot of all of this is going to <clears throat> create. A roster management nightmare. And, um, you know, I, I think it's going to, again, the NCAA's decision to make this a team, or a school-by-school basis, program-by-program basis, I think is interesting. Um, I do think we're not, and this is, this is, it's hard to generalize these things because there are so many different variables for so many different uh, players in different situations, but I don't think we're going to see as many fifth year seniors come back as we will just regular seniors, right? So, um, I got Gunnerman. I I I can't see him. Co- you know, obviously he's not coming back. He was a fifth year guy this year. I can see that trend, uh, kind of t- <clears throat> coming to fruition more than some other ones that. I've heard people say, like, you know, 90% is coming back. I, I don't think it's that high. We know Salas is. We know there's a number of seniors in the portal. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out in the college game in terms of numbers <clears throat> and all of that. Um, and this does have a trickle-down fe- effect into the uh, 2020s. 2021s, 2022s, 
in recruiting as well, uh, because everybody has a, has another year of, extra, of eligibility that they can use. So it's um, it's it's going to be interesting to see what you know. For instance, you know, a guy that's a freshman this year. You know, is he going to come back for a fifth year after his senior year? Because he has that fifth year. Um, you know, that's going to be something to see. You know, look at a guy like Dyson Williams, you know, just for example. Um, I don't necessarily know <clears throat> if you're going to see a lot of freshmen, that are fr- guys that are freshmen and sophomores this year, take that fifth year as you, I think it'll probably tail off Um after a few years, but you know, still, there's a lot of guys that are gonna have um, that ability. So we'll see how things shake out over the next few years. And <clears throat> um, I know you know with the increased scholarship number, um, so you can have more guys on scholarship. Um, you know, a lot of locker rooms and. Are, are built for a number set number of guys, um, so you know coaches are gonna have to tell guys no you can't come back, um, and you you know, you know maybe a guy that's a you know a, a bench guy but he, he's getting a little bit of money for lacrosse, and you know he's gonna come back to 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 grad school and 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 play for next year but you know you got a number one number two recruiting class coming in, you got to tell that guy no. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of coaches are in <clears throat> kind of a difficult situation at the moment with all of that going on, um, with, with all those decisions that are going to have to be made. Um, and again, it's, it's a roster management nightmare uh, for a lot of these coaches. So we'll see how everything shakes out. Uh, but obviously, the biggest news of uh, of of this is Michael Salas coming back, and Greta Mint um, leaving. Uh, Greta Mint, I expect him to get picked first overall by Water Dogs. Now, um, we'll see how he does um, <clears throat> with some of the guys on that roster. I uh, can't wait to watch him in the pro game. To uh, you know. Gladman's gonna get paid, baby. Gladman is gonna get paid, um, and we'll see how he turns out in the pros. It should be exciting to see. Um, we'll see Michael Salas get picked first overall in twenty twenty one. So uh, things aren't exactly working out the way that we all thought they would at the beginning of the. 2020 college across season, but you know the uh, really the the whole world is not what it was um, just a week ago or a day ago. So uh, we'll see how things shake out here. Obviously, in the next couple of weeks with all of this, um, it's it's going to be very very interesting, as I said, from a roster management perspective. Um, and the transfer portal is going to be hot, guys. Like this is going to be the biggest year. For the transfer portal, I think, um, you know, you're going to see a lot of guys um, that are, are, are going to enter their name in there. And how how many of them actually go and you know what their reasons are and all of that. 
You know, it's it, 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 it's all different for everybody. Um, so we'll see how things end up on that front as well. Um, that is all for today, guys. Uh, as always, thank you all for listening. No, it's a short one today. Just wanted to get a little something out there uh, in the wake of all this uh, news coming out from the NCAA, from you know, Salah's decision, immense decision, and you know all of that. So uh, we will talk to y'all uh, later. Don't know if it'll be later this week or next week, uh, but be back on the podcast soon. Um, you know, again, you know, with no lacrosse going on, please uh, message us on Twitter, or email, whatever. Um, anything y'all would like, any content y'all would like to hear, um, or have on the site as well. As always, uh, y'all can find us Lacrosse Bucket at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season.